0: Hey guys, welcome to Radical Rocks. I'm your host Shane. Today we've got an exciting episode with Clear Creek, California mining, Washington mining, rocks and gems from all these different states, and so much more. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rain. That's right. Radical rocks are everywhere, guys. We got Clear Creek, California, gemstones and rocks. We've got Washington, gemstones and rocks, some quartz. We've got Mineral Cove, Magnetic Cove in Australia. We're going to talk about some huge diamond finds, some really interesting fossil news. Gold mine... We'll talk about a gold mine, Yellowstone River agate, rare quartz on Mars, and so much more. Hey, I want to thank you guys for uh, just looking us up on social media, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. That really helps the channel, and we appreciate that. We've got over 40,000 downloads here on our podcast, and uh, you know quite a few subscribers, so we appreciate you guys doing that. It really helps us. Um, Looks like our last episode, a special edition on Chalcedony, was really popular, so maybe we'll try to do some more of those in the future. Um, I think that is a plan. What else? What else do I want to tell you guys? Well, let's just get right into it, and if I think of other things to tell you about, I will tell you. So let's get into the gold mine, Long Shot Gold Mine in Pima County, Arizona. It's a 40-acre claim. There's silver, gold, copper, and lead in this area. Our friends at Gold Rush Expeditions tell us about this. You can get on their email list and they'll tell you about all the latest gold mines and other types of mines that they have. They offer them for sale. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show, but uh, we sure love to hear some of this history. It says here of the Longshot uh, mineral property that nine thousand four hundred and forty-six ounces of presently recoverable gold is there, and nine hundred and thirty-four one hundred and eighty-eight excuse me, be nine hundred and thirty-four thousand one hundred and eighty-eight ounces of recoverable silver is on site. The real name of this, they say, should be the straightforward shot for the long shot mineral property because it is in the high, rough, rocky desert terrain of Pima County, Arizona, on the western edge of a small gulch. Um, it's between two convergences of two uh, prominent veins and uh, is in the Arevica Mining District. And this mine history goes all the way back to the 1600s when the discovery was made uh, by Spanish miners. They started mining it. I'm sure the Native Americans were probably there first. But the Spanish corruption uh, of the word Pima became the word little reefs or little fence water. And this described uh, the swamp vegetation that occurred in this Revica Ariv- Creek area, and um, a lot of prospectors moved in at this time over the years, and the property has been uh, also worked in modern history from 1984 to 1986, according to the Arizona Geological Survey reports. They show that ore values of 27 ounces per ton in silver with some copper and gold values and they've received over $1 million in upgrades in development. So there's an extensive underground development of veins, buildings, there's a head frame, and even an old mill site. The dumps are full of high-grade uh, material with visible gold and copper, according to the reports here. There's 44, over 44,000 tons of waste that assayed at 009 gold per ton and 8.9 silver ounces per ton so they must have took in the high grade stuff um, and put this lower grade stuff to the side and just hauled the, the most valuable to their mill so pretty cool they said that uh, it has not been uh, reclaimed or vandalized but uh, there is a lot of erosion and um, work will need to be done there is over 50 million dollars in resources. They feel in this area, pretty cool. A lot of history in that area. Um, so thank you, our friends at uh, at the Gold Rush Expeditions. Now, Florida, our friends at Rock and Gym Magazine, they tell us about Florida's agatized coral, and it's a 101. Uh, story. They call it a Sea of History, and they've got a beautiful snapshot of this petrified coral. They call it Chi River. With Lachui River. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's an agatized coral geode that exhibits all sorts of druzy quartz formations, and uh, this is very common in this area. Also, the, not just the uh, Withlacoochee River but also the Tampa Bay geodes that are found in Florida. So these are very rare and uh, you won't find a lot of these unless, unless I guess you're in Florida and you're in the know. There's some pluminess also in these that are cut. Um, of course, coral is a skeleton of the animal uh, that makes up coral and these skeletal structures can span many many miles along the coral reefs of the earth they are often silica rich Uh, it's limestone that can be uh, originally but once it's hits dry ground it can be replaced this limestone can be replaced with chalcedony quartz and even common opal so Chalcedony that is translucent and colored is called agate. We talked a lot about that in last week's uh, special edition podcast. So, the question is, um, you know, what is this? It's kind of a pseudomorph because it consists of one mineral that has the form of another that's been replaced. Sometimes there's even clear, visible quartz crystals that form after the chalcedony layer, but it's the richly colored agate. Layers that make it so attractive. So is this really a geode, this agatized coral geode? Um, well, as far as geodes go, uh, it may not be. It, it, these may be just voids within the, um, the structures of the coral that did not um, form, where a geode, typically, we see a cavity that uh, has cooled create, uh, you know, glob of, uh, of mineral that has cooled. And then, uh, we see that come in there, but sometimes it's crevices and, uh, fluids leak into it slowly, giving it its many layers and different colors. So yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Um, it says, uh, Tampa Bay coral is in the Hillsborough Bay area. And, uh, this was collected back in the 60s. Some of the samples that they have pictured here with a beautiful, bold, blue structure. Um, they say that that's kind of unusual to get that blue. It is quite striking, almost looks like an azurite nodule in the middle of this coral um, geode uh, we're calling, as for lack of another name. And then they tell us about the agatized coral history And some of this discoveries may have gone back. Um, People weapon-used coral to uh, make knives, tools, weapons, that uh, archaeological findings and these archaeologists feel go back uh, thousands of years before Christ. Now, in the 1840s, the coral was originally found in in modern-day history, and uh, that was found in the Hillsborough Bay area, part of the Tampa Bay complex, and some of the coral found toward that area is called the Tampa Bay coral. Ballast Point has uh, another interesting history regarding the coral. Sailing ships would carry goods between Tampa and Europe, and they would use the coral as a ballast to adjust the depths of their hulls. And uh, there was some intense rivalry among the men living in Ballast Point and the men living in Point Tampa. And uh, this was over the young ladies that lived in Ballast Point. (laughs) So they would collect these beautiful round geode rocks to try to uh, uh, repel and use them as ammunition to throw at the Port Tampa boys and uh, the port tampa boys didn't have access to geodes so they would throw large chunks of coal so geodes triumphed over coal at that time for these battles over the local uh females that seem to be in short demand you can see that there's collecting uh agatized coral is uh still very limited in the area some construction areas could be the best place to to at to get it but you gotta ask I would say join the uh, the mining club or the gym and mineral clubs there's the Withlachuchi and Swanini Riverbeds that are along Florida and Georgia state line and the the River north of Perry Florida and currently with La Chewy Chichui River coral is the best field collecting choice. Um, collecting is done often by diving and snorkeling and can require a boat. The colors they vary from black, yellow, honey brown, red, blue, and the blue chalcedony is the most spectacular and rare type. It can appear with yellow swirls and red in the same geo. These would also be much more collectible. Again, druzies and sometimes small sparkly uh, diamond-type crystals can form on the top and um, can be quite beautiful. So uh, in 1979, Florida agatized coral uh, was then designated as the official state stone, Many beautiful pieces can be seen in museums and collections. It does have lapidary uh, uses, but I would say collectible is the uh, most popular one. The story is accredited by Richard Gross here at the bottom. So if you want to check that out, you can look that up at Rockin' Jim. I get their emails. They send this, these articles to me all the time. Now, how would you like to try a different kind of engagement ring? How about moss agate? Um, this is a beautiful ring. You can go to brides.com and look up my moss agate engagement rings, a complete guide. This is uh, a beautiful little stone that has very clear, slight milk uh, creaminess in it, but it is mostly translucent. You can mostly see through it with the uh, green mossy part looking quite spectacular through this. It is a -a one-of-a-kind engagement ring and has become more popular amongst many brides-to-be. Moss agate uh, with its green inclusions which range from dark to light green offer an eye-catching style that will pair beautifully with a variety of metals, cuts, and settings. So uh, this is something that uh, people who are drawn to alternative gemstones for their engagement rings for many different reasons, some personal or just some just to be different, um, are very, very popular and the moss agate one is not... uh, uh, is one that is quite desirable. Moss is known as the mocha stone, an alternative name derived from the Arabian city of Mocha in Yemen, which was an ancient source of the gemstones. Uh, It was also known in Europe during the 18th century to bring good luck, good fortune. People would have pieces of this in their house, um, such as a, a talisman uh, to carry with them. Also, let um, me talk about other things. I'm not going to get into all the um, the metaphysics and all that, but the pros and cons of a moss agate engagement ring. I would say it wears really well. Um, it's very unique. No two are going to look the same. So, um, you know, you definitely want to find the most beautiful one that you can. It is very affordable. Um, you know, I would make sure this is something that (laughs) your fiance is interested in. This would be something you would probably want to, uh, consider together, at least at some level, unless she just, uh, let you know. Now, what kind of a wedding band is going to, um pair well with this, you know, that, that is, uh, you know, probably something different like they say, Alexandrite, Emeralds, or Green Tourmaline. If you want something that matches, um, that would be an option. The type of band that you would want to use with this, um, you could go with a metal such as a rose gold, that might look pretty good, that's very popular. There's no real limitations. It's just kind of what you want. They have beautiful pictures of it here. It is cut in a cabochon, but uh, you can also see it cut as a gemstone, like an emerald cut. Um, They have it cut in pear shapes. Um, So don't just think of this as a cabochon. But uh, they have quite a list of some beautiful ones set, some with sapphires. And some with diamonds around them. So this could be, you know, something really fancy and pretty. And they are really beautiful. You might want to check these out. There's a whole list of them. Pair cuts, uh, custom cuts galore. It is quite trendy. You can go to Brides.com and look up um, Moss Agate Engagement Rings. Um, Ariana Quitzhusel. It's Q-U-I-H-U-I-Z, tells us all about that in great depth if you want to check that out. Now, here's some interesting news. Um, We talk about rocks, gems, uh, fossils, and minerals. Well, water is a mineral, and um, California announces a plan to charge landowners for their own water. Um, hundreds of dollars in fees and penalties are threatened. If this is something you're interested in, you can go to com and look it up. Bob, uh, Bob Unruh, that's U-N-R-U-H, tells us all about this. Um, they're looking at actually, uh, forcing people to report their water and, um, they are marching toward a world where people will have to put a meter on their own wells and pay for their water or receive hundreds of dollars of fines with 25% penalties for those who don't pay on time. And uh, this is coming down from the authority of Governor Newsom and Jared Blumsfield, the Secretary for uh, Environmental Protection. It is an extremely aggressive agenda. Uh, So says the article, the filing fee, you even have to pay a filing fee, $300 plus $10 per acre foot, plus 25% penalties, plus, plus, plus. So uh, very interesting. Uh, I don't know how that's going to affect farming since California is uh, really the bread, used to be the, the bread belt, I guess you could say, that so much fruits and vegetables were produced in the Central California Valley that uh, we used to feed a large portion of the world before quite a bit of that has traveled to Mexico and South America. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, South uh, Dakota, I think it is South Dakota, if you go to newsbreak.com, they're telling us about a uh, fifth annual rock and gem and mineral show which happened uh, on July the 30th. It already happened um, in uh, South Dakota. Now, the Suex Empire Gem and Mineral Society had their show on the 30th, but what I thought was pretty interesting is they were showing some of their wonderful minerals there, which the Fairborn Agate with blue chalcedony banding, this is a spectacular gemstone. They have a thin slice of it here where it has a uh, plumy, mossy, variegated, uh, yellow, red, orange, greens around the edges and then these very beautiful pattern bands of uh, kind of a cream white and then black and then there's uh, it goes black again and then white. And then there's black, a solid black line, then thin white line, and a thin, thin black line with almost little stripes uh, going through it, and then another little white line, then an orangish line, and then another uh, orangish brown black band, and then a white band, and then this beautiful blue, um, just uh, like a crystallish uh, pattern through it and there's a another black band and then another blue band with a black band and then these light blue bands and then these other dark thick fuzzy black bands I mean it's just beautiful this fairborn agate with blue chalcedony banding it is the state gemstone of South Dakota fairborn agate if you ever have a chance to check out fairborn agate I recommend you look at it it is a beauty another thing they're quite popular Uh, or well-known for in South Dakota, is some of the most beautiful rose quartz. This actually is their state mineral. They found it back in the 1800s in the Black Hills of South Dakota, mined for its beautiful pink color, found around gold mines in those days. Uh, It was probably thrown to the side to some extent, but uh, is very plentiful, and it cuts and polishes quite nicely. Uh, It can even be faceted. Uh, when it's of high quality. So if you want to check that out and do more research on South Dakota gemstones in the United States, go to newsbreak.com and check out about their... Um, Mark Ellsworth Jr. is the one who wrote the article Rock gem Mineral Jewelry and Fossil Show in Canton. Um, all right, next... Explosive volcanism on Mars deposits a rare mineral in Curiosity rover's crater home. So we know the, the rover has been roaming this uh, crater for quite some time. Robert Lee tells us on Space.com about this new scenario that suggests the rare form of quartz came to be found in a dried lake bed by the Curiosity rover. I'm not going to go into the whole article, but the Gale Crater region has been uh, being looked at since 2016, and uh, data and news is coming back all the time. Some of this may be uh, regurgitated news stories, but uh, this here says that this uh, trita, tritomite, which is an extremely rare on the Earth, is a type of quartz, a form of silica generated under extreme temperatures and low pressures, And now they're finding it in the mudstone at Gale Crater. One of the most surprising observations the Curiosity rover has made in 10 years of exploring Mars, so says Rice University professor and team member Christine Seibeck. And um, they talk more about it uh, and finding it, knowing that uh, there was volcanoes and things like that, according to their research and the pictures. uh, they are seeing that the Martian magma had salt for longer than usual in a chamber below a volcano, which allowed it to at least partially cool, causing a process called fractional crystallization, which boosted the magma's silica concentration and allowed this rare form of quartz to form. So you can check that article out if you want to find out more by it. Uh, it's put, put out by Robert Leah. And again, it's on space.com, and you can check that out. Now, our friends at Rock and Jim, um, you can look up an article on uh, Montana Sapphire. We talk about it quite a bit, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but it's Montana Sapphires 101 by Pam Freeman, and uh, they talk about uh, how they were created, the brilliance of the chemistry, and they do mention that they are more valuable than gold. Uh, one of the largest that, uh, that is cited here in this article was a 50-carat stone that was found. This is in Montana, um, and it is worth a ton of money. It was about one and a half inches long and about as big around as a man's thumb. So uh, that one would be worth quite a bit. Thompson said some of the stones found on their place were valued between uh, $1,000 to $10,000 a carat. So a 24-carat sapphire cut to an 8-9-carat to finish is easily worth $10,000 or more. So that's that's definitely more than gold because that's not even a fraction of an ounce. Um, it goes on to tell us where Montana sapphires are found. It says, besides uh, Yogo Gulch, that's spelled Y-O-G-O, Between there and the Great Falls of Lewiston, those are not open to the public, but there's many sapphire-rich areas throughout central and southwest Montana um, that coordinate with the historic gold. Uh, They're in gravel bars running along the upper Missouri River between Canyon Ferry Reservoir and the Hauser Lake, including El Dorado and Spokane Bar. Um, And some of the earliest finds are still rich in sapphires, but the dam was created in 1900s to create Hauser Lake, and a lot of those gravel bars are now below the surface. So who knows? Maybe you could dive down there. <laughs> um, it's interesting to consider what sapphires are strewn along these now underwater former gold strikes when prospectors toss pretty stones aside. Oh boy, what a bummer. Um, southwest, the Dry Cottonwood Creek, discovered in 1889 near Deer Lodge as well as Rock Creek. Creek, closer to Pittsburgh, uh, is another popular sapphire mining area. High quality gems of Yogo Creek earned impress, impressive amounts. Many of the other sapphires initially found industrial uses, but these ones are quite beautiful um, and some gemstones can be found there. It says, want to try your hand at finding your own Montana sapphires? You can go to Spokane Bar." Sapphire Mine, so there's an area there we can go. There's the Jim Mountain Sapphire Mine and the Montana Gems of Pittsburgh and then the Sapphire Gallery. So it goes on into commercial mining, talks about how to dig them, how to sort through and find them, and uh, you can check that out if you want. Now this woman in India at the nypost.com she uses this money to uh, help herself out. She found a diamond in the forest, a $25,000 diamond in the forest, she used the gym for home repairs and kids' weddings. Um, we are told here, there's some pictures of this family, they do not look very happy, um, but they said the gym is to be sold at an upcoming auction. It is a canary yellow, real pretty, hopefully garnering some cash for the Bailey family that live in dilapidated housing. Um, they, they're clothed quite nicely and, um, they, they look, um, they don't look especially happy, but, uh, they do look healthy and they're holding up the diamond that she discovered when gathering firewood. They also took it to a, uh, hopefully trusted diamond person who's looking at the gemstone and, uh, hopefully they sell it and get some money and, uh, are able to enjoy that for their family. Now at laureloutlook.com, the Laurel Outlook, we see here that uh, River Walker finds national treasures in Yellowstone. Now I don't think it's Yellowstone Park, it's by Tori Anderson. She's an Outlook staff writer and she has a picture here of this 10-year-old boy who found uh, several stones here. One of the agates he found uh, is quite beautiful, rare blue agate that he found, and also a spectacular uh, cut. Uh, He cut this, a moss agate found on the Yellowstone River, and um, the picture is courtesy of Kate Burton. It says here that Yellowstone River is uh, Flooded, it's uh, a bit, uh, the summer of 2022. And then uh, as it falls, now there's some some new stuff to go look for, right? So people are walking up and down here, and uh, they pick up a pretty stone now and again. And um, the pro- most prized that are found around here are the Montana agates. As we know, those are quite desirable. And they are a semi-precious gemstone uh, that uh, is of chalcedony. It's the microcrystalline mineral and uh, impurities in the stone, which are mineralizations and other things, even organic minerals such as wood and seashells can be agatized. Uh, The minerals that form agates uh, replace organics during fossilization. So they look out for these things and sure enough, uh, they found these. A YouTube channel called Katie Did Rocks uh, shows some of these rocks that are there. Seems like she has a lot of followers, that's great. Um, Talks about rock hunting history, all the possibilities, and then uh, the story of the 10-year-old boy here that found these beautiful rocks. He's an accomplished agate hunter. Uh, His name is Leif Fajosted of Laurel, and uh, that is a point of pride for him, finding these beautiful agates, these Montana agates of blue and a beautiful moss agate along the yellowstone river so you could do that too now who will get to own the newly discovered lulo rose diamond this baby is a 170 carat pink gem it is so rare that it could it could sell for over a hundred million dollars at auction um scmp.com uh in Shul Yang tells us all about this beautiful gemstone. I think we might have mentioned it before. There's a picture of it here. They have a, and it has a little yellow in it, a little bit of a yellow. It looks like if it were cut down, um, it's probably not gonna be half of that 170 carats because there's some, I mean, it's hard to say from the picture, but it looks like there might be a inclusion here. We'll have to see what they do with it. It's quite spectacular. Um, the discovery was announced on July the 27th. It was found in Angolia, Central Africa, uh, at the Lulo Alluvial Diamond Mine. And uh, it is beautiful. They said one in every 10,000 diamonds that they mine is pink. So very rare. Uh, got to find a whole lot of diamonds before you get one pink one. And it doesn't guarantee it's going to be the, one of these beautiful $100 million beauties. So this will probably go up for auction, probably Christie's or something like that. No, it says Sotheby's, Hong Kong. So uh, that's where it's going to go. You can go to this website and check out these pictures of this spectacular gem. Man, it is the bomb. All right, next. um, We talked about this before, but I thought I'd go into it again for those of you that didn't hear about it. If you are a Marvel Comics fan, then you may love that there is some gemstone um, that they are selling. Marvel unveils actual infinity gauntlet with real gemstones. Uh, Christopher Purnell tells us about this on PhilStar.com It is the uh, PhilStar Global Lifestyle uh, website and they tell us that This baby is going to be, in U.S. money, it's going to be $25 million for the gemstones that are actually put on this gauntlet. Um, They're going to unveil it at the 2022 San Diego Comic-Con for a real-life Infinity Gauntlet with precious gemstones worth $25 million, or if you're in the Philippines, $1.4 million of uh, whatever they use there. And uh, wow, yeah. It is quite spectacular, the gemstones that are in it. There's the um, six stones, green time stone, blue space stone, red reality stone, and purple power stone, and orange soul stone, and yellow mind stone. So they have a Colombian emerald, which is 23 carats. Uh, They have a sapphire from Madagascar that is over 30 carats, a oval-shaped ruby from Mozambique over 15 carats, an oval-shaped amethyst over 35 carats, and a cushion-shaped cestartite garnet over 35 carats, and a rectangular yellow diamond near 25 carats. Wow. Blow your mind away on that concept. Quite spectacular. Well, the Loch Ness Monster, um, they found him. Uh, It says here... At ctvnews.ca, fossil discovery suggests a Loch Ness monster may have once existed. Yeah, you might have heard of it. He's like a plesiosaurus, uh, has flippers. But the interesting thing in this study is they believe that this small plesiosaurus uh, lived in a river system, now part of Sierra, uh, the Sierra Desert. Um, and that these flippers, uh, served as inspiration, this type of plesiosaurus, a long neck marine reptile with small heads and long flippers that, uh, served as inspiration for the Loch Ness Monster of Scotland. So nothing found in Scotland yet like this, but, uh, quite interesting, the fossil record. You can read into this article if you want. Um, they say that, uh, that it probably ate armored fish in the river, such as Spondosaurus, meaning they spent a lot of time in the water, and other clues that they had to make them feel that these things lived in fresh water. Now, Arkansas has a wonderful treasure trove of raw minerals and great stories. Tom Dillard tells us at the ArkansasOnline.com website, uh, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, tells us here that uh, these areas in Arkansas were discovered long ago on U.S. uh, Highway 270. Very interesting, unusual places. Uh, One of the most unusual in the state is Magnetic Cove. This place was so mineralized within five square miles of Arkansas that uh, you couldn't even use your compass when you came in to Magnetic Cove. Which uh, is about 12 miles southwest of Hot Springs. And this is indig- uh, indigenous, oh, I'm sorry, igneous intrusion of rare and unusual rock types that were made from magma or lava and very highly mineralized. And um, let's see, let's see, what else? There's large deposits here of Nova Cutellite which is prized by the Native Americans for projectile points, was mined long before the arrival of Europeans. The first mention of Magnetic Cove in the Arkansas Gazette appeared in 1833 um, and talked about Magnetic Cove as being a stop. Um, It was an appealing place to settle, so people did uh, get... Uh, land there the land around the area is is fertile so that that happened um, there's more history about it here it became surveyed um, and it was very unusual because a compass needle could not uh, someone using a compass needle could not traverse approaching this locality that accounts for the name magnet uh, mineral richness the minerals that are here let's see if we can get some more magnetic iron Um, but also it is original because that is due to volcanic action alone let's see what else there was some more interesting stuff about the minerals here there's a lot of history the methodists were there Um, they established their church there Uh, the cove was a resource What else? What else? What else? Not all promoters were well-intentioned. There was trace gold and rich silver ore in the area. Um, Most widely mined mineral that was mined there at the Magnet Cove. They said there's a hundred minerals there, but the most common ones are Vandium, used for many purposes, strengthening steel and such. Um, And then in Garland County, there was a uh, Union Carbite that operated a Vandium processing spot near Hot Springs. And then Barite was also mined extensively at Magnetic Cove. This mineral is used primarily in oil drilling applications. Um, titanium mine operated from 1932 to 1943. Titanium is used to make metals such as aluminum to make it stronger. Used in aerosmith used for orthopedic implants and mobile phones. Uh, the rarest minerals found at Mineral at Magnetic Cove is Kimzayite, a dark brown zirconium-rich garnet. It was named by Joe W. Kimsey, a local resident landowner um, who was involved in politicians. He was a self-taught geologist and a promoter of Magnetic Cove. So uh, pretty cool. There's a lot of history there. If you want to go check that out, you can check out this website. Um, They have a contact here with a historian and other things if you want to check that out. Arkansas Online. Europe's last panda. A little bit more fossil news for you guys. The Europe's last panda was a discovery of a species closely related to the giant panda, according to uh, Tech. Daily, it's S C I T E C H Daily. dot com, and uh, Taylor and Francis Group tell us about this, and go into some de- uh, detail here of these fossilized teeth that they believe belong to a sizable close relative of modern day panda um, that uh, would have been in the wetlands, the forest wetlands of Bulgaria. Uh, Quite some time ago, according to their calculations, and they don't know how color it would, what color it would have been. It, it certainly uh, they feel would not have lived just on bamboo, but uh, would have had to eaten other things. It might have been a largely vegetarian diet, but uh, the teeth accordingly lead to believe that uh, it, it couldn't have eaten just you know wood of trees and stuff, but uh, would have had to be um, probably omnivorous is possibility, or other softer vegetarians. And uh, the article goes on and on. If you want to read more about that, you can. Uh, SciTechDaily.com, Europe's Last Panda. Okay. Okay, our last uh, areas we're going to talk about, uh, Washington and also Clear Creek. Our friends at Searchers, that is a rock and mineral club uh, in... uh, in Orange County, uh, Anaheim area, I believe. Yeah, Anaheim, California. And uh, you can become a member to this club. They'll send a newsletters to you and things like that. It's very nice. In the newsletter, um, they have someone that's going to be talking about, in August, Charles O. Walker, a presentation about Wingate plume agate. He's going to go into great detail about this beautiful plume. Um and talk about how it used to be collected uh it has been off limits for decades but uh possibly you know you never know when the military will be nice and maybe allow people in there sometimes so yeah it would be worth checking out now an upcoming field trip um, that they're having september 10th and 11th is the clear creek area this is a hot spot there's over 150 semi-precious minerals and gemstones one of the most highly mineralized areas in California. There's a serpentine mass that contains two Superfund sites, the Atlas Mine and the Johns Mansville, both associated with the mining and processing of crystallite asbestos. Other minerals included cinnabar, chromite, magnesite, jadeite, which we know is quite wonderful, um, and the gem mine, which is private, located within the serpentine mass, is the only source of gem-grade bentonite in the world. They have a fee dig in the tailings if you're interested. Um, they're not going to that place, but it's there. Rare minerals, neptonite and uh, joaquinite have also been found there. Other cool things to rockhound in here are jaspers, ultravite, plasma agate, and they're going to do a digging for plasma agate and scour the stream beds for interesting finds. You will not be disappointed. You will need to RSVP if you want to do this. Also, permits will be needed. Uh, you will get this at the uh, recreation.gov backslash vehicle permits backslash two five zero eight four eight with the old HTTPS semicolon backslash backslash www dot in front. They have the directions there um, on their website, well, on their, uh, on their newsletter, so you can contact them. Clear Creek Rocks and Minerals uh, in September. You might wanna do some reading about this. They have some different areas where you can see about traveling the Asbestos Mountains at Clear Creek area in San Benito County, California. Um, they have a lot of history of the area and mine sites that you can look up here. Um, links at uh, Blog Hive. There's several of them about the Asbestos Mountains in Clear Creek, San Benito County, California or CA could help you get there. Also, Mindat is another resource if you want to find out more about these beautiful mem- uh, minerals and gemstones. There's blue schist, serpentine, green ultraviolet, uh, chronium which is a chromium di uh, a garnet rather, purple, uh, cam, murite, a chromium, centeclor probably saying that wrong, and a calagnonite, gite. They found a small qual- uh, quantity of bentonite in stream beds below a claimed mine. Green, uh, androdite garnets are also found. And there is links to show you pictures of the area, the Clear Creek area, in uh, looks like Pistachio Peak, North, Irid Mining District, San Benito, County, California. So pretty cool. Um, they also tell us that the Rose Court site in the Green uh, Greenhorn Mountains of uh, Kern Kernville is closed due to fire damage. So you would have to check uh, with the ranger station before you go up there to collect this beautiful rose quartz that can be found there. They have several trips uh, for 2022-23 if you're interested. Uh, Clear Creek, September 10th and 11th, we just talked about. The Greenhorn Mountain, uh, they don't know if that's for sure. October 15th and 16th, they're hoping. Afton Canyon, great place to get agates. uh, November 12th and 13th. Obicular Rhyolite in Lucerne Valley. That's in the Baxter Wash area. That's to be announced. It's tenanted in December. And then in 2023, uh, the Early Man site, they're going to go check that out. Rainbow Ledge details uh, in February. All these areas are pending. Now, they also tell us about exploring Central Washington State, uh, two sites that... uh, that are talked about here are uh, uh, C. Ilium says here, they camped at the National Forest Campground uh, off the, the 97 North off of Verdun. Uh, they took Liberty Road, many sites, um, old gold mines, roads, a lot of hunters and campers in the area, and it says their first site was near first creek and they parked near 97 and hiked up fr 3506 about a mile and a half Um, they were in the forest first creek was rushing by the bottom of the canyon they hiked away from the creek climbing higher and uh, they did not see what the book described as a 50-yard scramble uphill but they were well on the trail they saw a few diggings but Nothing of interest that they found right there. Um, Google search of First Creek, Washington shows pretty agates and crystals. Some agates are bluish in color, not the famous Ellensburg blue agate. Finally, they did find the scramble, but they were uh, a little tired, and they did not uh, go any further at that point. Wow, right there, and just too pooped to go any further. I've, I've had issues like that when I went up looking for the road night up in uh, the um, San Gabriel Mountains uh, on the backside of the desert there, uh, going up through Wrightwood area. Anyway, um, they went to another site, the second site, Red Top. Uh, beautiful drive. Uh, they look, found all sorts of interesting rock formations. And uh, they did find the old agate beds at GPS... Lots of evidence of digging. Um, They went down the slope, and there they found some agates and geodes. And uh, they have some pictures of it here with a little bit of blue. It doesn't look super spectacular. It looks like it's been pretty well picked over. But uh, spending a little more time there uh, after after finding the initial digs could be something worth doing well guys that is about all I have for you today I want to thank you for tuning in I want to thank you for just looking us up on all social media you can find us on MeWe we're quite active there Um, we're on True Social Gitter, Locals um, even Facebook I don't go on Facebook a lot I usually check in on MeWe more than anything else um, I, like, I like it. The format is pretty, pretty good to use. I have about 4,000 uh, followers there if you want to check that out. Um, also, check out our YouTube videos. We're at uh, about 1,400 subscribers, and uh, we appreciate your support there. If you would subscribe, like, and share. Until next time, remember, rockhounds don't die. They petrify.